0: From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show.
1: Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're going to do some money in politics. Liz Peek, Fox News contributor and syndicated columnist. And Steve Moore, WABC radio host. More money. Following uh, this show and many of these same stations. Also, Committee to Unleash Prosperity hotline. Welcome back, kids. I wanted to... Chew on it. I mean, I know everybody's looking at these insane uh, legal issues, but I'll start with you, Liz. I had Laura Trump on the TV show this week, and she's uh, going to be some kind of big position at the Republican National Committee. And I said, you know, the big thing here is Democrats are going to try to steal the election. I mean, you take a look at these lawsuits and the insanity that they're doing. Um, and we had Matt Taibbi on who wrote about this at some length uh lawfare and um sabotaging elections and so forth but the G- the question is is the GOP ready to fight the democrats with um mail in ballots and harvesting and other shenanigans and zuckerbucks and all the rest of that cuz this going to be a big issue De- and the democrats you know Lawfare, sabotaging fair elections. These are big themes. This is what they're running on. They don't. They don't run on the economy or affordability. They don't run on the border. They don't run on foreign policy. Uh, you know, they run on Fannie Willis and Letitia James and all this other garbage. So the question is, and I asked Laura. I said, Laura, you got to be Trump tough. I mean, she said, I'm ready. But I mean, are they ready? I mean, do we think they're ready?
2: Well, I, I think they're readier than they were in 2020. Yeah. Uh, There there certainly were lawyers looking at a lot of the things that happened in 2020, but when Pennsylvania did something that I believe was completely illegal in changing their voting format without it going through the uh, normal process, you know, there wasn't really any response uh, prepared for that because no one – you know, again, again, I think it was a little bit of a failure of imagination, as as George Bush used to refer to 9-11 – I don't think Republicans could imagine just how far Democrats would do would go to use the pandemic as an excuse mm. to make it easier for them to round up votes and voters uh, and, and get all those ballots harvested. And that's what they did. So I do think they're ready. Or I mean, I've heard this from people uh, working for the RNC. They've got an awful lot of a much bigger legal team ready to challenge things. But, you know, Larry, once. Once it's done, challenging it really isn't very helpful because, as we saw in 2020, uh, you know, the the Democrats love to say, well, all the cases that were brought were thrown out about illegal voting. That's simply not true. The cases were not always heard because the uh, courts decided people didn't have standing or whatever. But my understanding is about 30 percent of them actually went in favor of people charging wrongdoing. But guess what? Once it's over, the team in charge, and in this case, if it's Biden and the Democrats occupying the White House, they will have no sympathy and no interest for pursuing what may be uh, criminal acts. I mean, it's just not going to happen.
1: Well, Steve, you know, there's an analog here. I mean, if you look at just just take this uh, crazy New York decision against Trump the the judge Engoron. on. And the AG Letitia James, the way they twisted the legal system. This is the, okay, so this is the business analog to uh, election fraud and mail-in ballots and heart. They will do anything to win. And they will do, by the way, anything not to talk about the issues. Now, I happen to think that these lawsuits and that that Fannie Willis and so forth is going to kill them. But that's just one one Indian's point of view. The fact is, they know the sabotage game and the lawfare legal game. They know it very well. I'm just worried that Republicans are going to get out jocked again. That's all. <laughs> just saying.
3: Well, a, cou- a couple of observations. Number one, um, I'm not a lawyer, but I am an economist, and it's people like Donald Trump who built New York. You know, it was people like John Katzimatidis and Donald Trump who made New York the great city that it was. And it is a stain on the great. City of New York that uh, basically say sorry Donald Trump you can't do business anymore that's going to hurt New York it's not going to hurt Donald Trump uh, if he can't do uh, business in New York because he's going to move to Florida and and that's been happening all over the country they do the same thing in Chicago they say uh, you know they 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 uh, chased out Ken Griffin mm-hmm. okay I'm going to take my two thousand jobs and my. Billions of dollars, and I'm going to move it out. So it's just a very sad day for the state of New York. There's nobody who believes that this case was anything but political. And in fact, I'm not. I don't follow all these cases because I mean, they what they want to put him in jail for 500 years. But we see so many of these ca- 700. <laughs> 700. <laughs> I mean, it is it is outrageous. A couple of quick things on the election stuff. Number <clears throat> number one, we have got to one of the most important things. Uh, Larry, given these new election rules. And by the way, Liz is correct. The reason Trump lost is the left used COVID as a way to change the voting rules uh, to to change the whole way we vote. And if it had not been for that, Trump would have won. I'm not saying the election was stolen. As my friend John Fund would say, they stole it fair and square because they changed the rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, they and And the truth is, they've sort of changed the rules permanently. And as such... We have got to, got to, got to, as Republicans, get our voters out early. Mm-hmm. The people yeah. have to vote early now. <clears throat> we saw in that New York special election rate, uh, race that the Democrats got their voters out to vote early. Then you had a snowstorm on Election Day, mm-hmm. and a lot of people couldn't vote. Now, I'm not saying that's mm-hmm. the reason we lost, but we lost a lot of votes as a result of that. One other quick thing. You, have you heard of automatic voter registration, either of you?
1: Yes, yeah. Yes, sure. heck yeah. This is
3: unbelievable. They are not... John Fund did a big study for us at the Committee to Unleash Prosperity on this. They, You go in for food stamps, you go in to get your driver's license, or you go to any government agency, and they will automatically register you to vote. And guess what they don't ask? Guess what question they don't ask? Are don't you a citizen? I, yeah. The last time I checked, you had to be a citizen to vote.
1: My saintly yeah. wife... My saintly wife gets uh invitations from both new york and connecticut okay both send her there's this like pre-registration they're reminders both states at the same time i mean i tell her just vote early and often it's okay by me because that's what democrats (laughs) are going to do but she gets them from both so yeah That's going to be a problem. By the way,
3: if they're going to do ballot harvesting or if they're going to say that's legal, we should do ballot harvesting.
1: I'm telling you. Yeah,
2: Steve, the problem with that is, Steve, they have feet on the ground. Think about the teachers unions. Think about all the other unions that they can weaponize against Republicans. And that is what they will do. We have no such army ready to hit the streets and do that kind of work. And that's why. I mean, in a way, it's a sort of a permanent imbalance if you that's get right. to that ballot harvesting thing, which, by the way, I don't believe in at all. I, I'm sure <laughs> if you followed around one of those ballot harvesters, you would find people going to nursing homes and saying, granny, here's a line. Just sign it. I'll tell you what it means later. They don't have it. I mean, they, I, I think it's incredibly corrupt. They but have it what is, they will do.
1: They have they have unions on the ground. Republicans that's have right. stockbrokers selling index yeah, I funds. I mean,
2: exactly. I mean, honestly, <laughs> it's not exactly at, the same it's, thing. It's a real problem, and and the and go on the websites of something like the teachers' unions that's, after and during an election. There is a call to arms, and those people yeah. turn out.
1: Well, that's what I was saying to Laura Trump. You you take this job, you just got to be ready for warfare, trench exactly. warfare yeah. on, the ground, on the ground, on the ground. So
2: now, I thought Laura Trump might be someone that they put in charge of the Trump organization in New York. I think Trump does get to pick somebody, correct,
1: oh, for those
2: three years?
1: I don't know. I, I, I'm I not sure. So. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how quickly the the appeal is. Uh, what I am sure is it's insane. I mm. mean, Steve makes a good point. Uh, New York Post ran, you know, Trump changed, Trump, among other things. Trump changed the uh, skyline of New York. He did. He really did. East side, uh, Grand Central Station, West side, uh, the skating rink, Liz. Remember the skating rink episode?
2: Which was huge for my family and all other young families at the time, because we assumed, like most New York City projects, it would go on for a decade. Our kids would be in college by the time they fixed it. Donald Trump fixed it in six months or very close to that. And it was a blessing. It really was. But, you know, going back to Steve's thing about Ken Griffin living in Chicago, what about Elon Musk leaving Delaware? Mm. I mean, at yeah. some point, these states are going to have to wake <laughs> up to the fact that, you know, this could really hurt them. And in New York, would you start a big business in New York? No what way. Could possibly, no way. No way. What could possibly incite you to do that? I cannot
1: imagine. Well, we'll see how this plays out. I know. I know everything you say is right. Um I don't see at the moment any self-awareness by these uh, Democrats. I just don't see it. And no. I think that's going to be the this election. They're going to run on the far left and they're going to try to steal it. I mean, did you yeah. I, I don't know if either of you read the Matt Taibbi piece or the summary of the piece. Uh, we had him on this on the TV show. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's look, look he's not a man of the Right. He's just a good investigative reporter, and he said lawfare and sabotage uh, John Podesta running secret uh, organizations and their war gaming for elections. You know, I, damn, Republicans don't do that.
3: You and know, by the way, I mean, that's yeah. illegal. He's a, he's a federal employee. He, that that yeah. is a that's a violation of the Hatch Act.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it is. You're right. Go sue him. <laughs> No no, one will hear that case. Sue him for $450 million. Go ahead. Go go. By by the way,
3: 91% of the federal employees in Washington voted for Joe Biden. Of
1: course. Of course. All right. We're going to take a quick break, come back and uh, chew on this some more. I want to ask Steve Moore why Democrats don't like rich people. The never-ending wealth tax campaign. Vermont now, another one, flirting with unindexed, uh, unrealized capital gains. Liz Peek, Fox News contributor. Steve Moore of... uh, Committee to Unleash Prosperity, and uh, WABC radio host of More Money. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back.
0: Larry Kudlow.
4: This is Judge Janine Pirro. Personal safety for you and your family is a year-round priority. If you haven't developed a plan I highly recommend, you put the Berna Less Lethal Pistol at the top of your list. Now you can even purchase a New York-compliant kit. That's Berna, B-Y-R-N-A. When you're looking for protection, you need a reliable tool that can send potential threats running in the opposite direction. Berna is the answer. I personally own several launchers. The New York compliant kit does not require a background check, and their less lethal pistols ship right to your door. Just know Burner products cannot be legally purchased or used in New York City and Yonkers. As a responsible gun owner, I fully understand the adverse ramifications of using my actual firearm. In most states, the law is not on your side. All it takes is one bad judgment call that can detrimentally affect your life. Start with less lethal force. Visit Burna.com slash Janine right now to enjoy an exclusive 10% discount on your purchase. Choose Burna for peace of mind and protection. That's BYRNA.com dot slash Janine.
3: When Jane cooks with award-winning Goya garbanzos, she transforms her vegetable soup into a wholesome experience because they're perfectly plump. And so big...
4: My friend Sam is
3: here. Plus, Goya chickpeas are so nutritious.
1: Wow, Henry's here too. I
3: can't believe how much the kids love my vegetable soup. Goya garbanzos are so good. Everyone will want to eat at your table. Find them in the Goya section of your local grocery store. If it's Goya, it has to be good. I'm Lou Dobbs. Companies in the United States are ten times more likely to be a victim of a cyber attack. Manufacturing, healthcare, retail, financial services, the leading targets, Arison's Cyber Z Suite provides the protection you need before your data gets stolen, bank accounts get drained, and operations are at a standstill. Call Arison today to schedule a no-obligation consultation. That's 908-878-7717. Arison, E-R-A-C-E-N-T dot com. 908-878 7717
0: I'm Naheem Hines Running back for the Indianapolis Colts And proud supporter of the Muscular Dystrophy Association My mom was diagnosed with muscular dystrophy When I was 14 And I watched her struggle But MDA helped her get the best treatments and care And they also help kids like my buddy Ethan
4: My name is Ethan and I'm 12 years old. Thanks to the Muscular Dystrophy Association and people like you, I have more hope than ever before. From day one, they've treated me like family at my local care center. MDA is the only one that funds over 150 care centers across the U.S. to help provide state of the art care for adults and kids like me.
0: For over 70 years, MDA has been transforming the lives of people living with muscular dystrophy, ALS, and other related neuromuscular diseases. They fund the research for breakthrough treatments, care, and cures. And MDA provides support to thousands of families like mine and Ethan's in communities like yours. Thanks to MDA, kids and adults can live life to its fullest. Join us and learn more at mda.org today.
4: Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo
0: Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek... It's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying, totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case.
4: You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad, just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council.
0: From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show.
1: Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're talking money and politics with Liz Peek, Fox News contributor, syndicated columnist, and Steve Moore of FreedomWorks and Committee to Unleash Prosperity hotline and WABC radio host of More Money, which will follow this show on many of these same stations. Uh, Steve Moore op-ed piece by... Biden Economic Advisor Gene Sperling.
3: <laughs> I saw that.
1: And also a news conference by um, uh, Biden Economic Advisor Lael Brainard. Uh, she has the old my old job. But they're both arguing, and I know you're going to love this. Both of you will love this. Um, the spending bills worked. They were absolutely essential to prosperity. Look how well the economy is doing. Sperling and Lael Brainard, Steve Moore, do you have a response from the Committee to uh, to Unleash Prosperity? Well, I did see that
3: piece by my friend Gene Sperling, and uh, Ian, I've known him for – and you've known him a long time too. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's trying to put a little lipstick on a pig here because they increased spending by $6 trillion when Biden came into office. And by the way, it's so important to repeat this point that the economy was already – well out of the recession uh from covid in the last six months that trump was president we didn't need another penny of government spending they poured on six trillion uh the inflation rate was 1.6 percent when uh trump left office they somehow in 18 months took the inflation rate from 1.6 to 9.1 percent one of the worst records in history and we're now paying the price every single day of that, I mean, we're still – the cost of groceries, 22% higher. The cost of paying a mortgage, 28% higher. The cost of buying gasoline, 33% higher. If they want to take credit for that, they can. They, they, they don't can mention that. It.
1: They never mention that stuff, yeah. higher prices. Um, Ms. Brainerd says that lower tax rates on businesses didn't matter. What matters is spending programs like the <laughs> CHIPS bill and the infrastructure bill. And the Green New Deal bill. That's what she says, Can I, can Liz? I just
3: say, say one quick thing on oh, that?
1: Go right ahead. Last, Don't last pull your year, punches.
3: <laughs> last year, you know what the top performing uh, uh, industry was in the stock market?
1: Yes. Bitcoin. O- oil, <laughs> oil and gas. <laughs>
3: energy. It was Oil and gas. It was oil and oil, gas. It, it was oil oil gas. And the, you know what the worst performing
2: sector was?
3: Green energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Solar what the hell are they late. talking about? Yes. <laughs>
2: well, but I, but I, think, I think you can also go back to 2020 and look at the bipartisan bills that were passed. And yes, I think that did help. The, the economy was down 32% in the second quarter of 2020. But by the third quarter, it came roaring yes. back. So yep. the work was done. It worked. Yes. We, we stabilized the economy. But Larry, I've used this analogy before, but what should have been... A pig going through a python, a big bulge, became 100 pigs going through the python, and, and the python can no longer move. That's where we are now. There is no there is no let-up in the spending. And all that $1.9 trillion Rescue Act, guess what? That went to blue donors. That's really where it went, to climate activists, to blue states and blue cities. And by the way, I think the productivity of that money was zilch. And to, to, to uh, Steve's point... It ignited inflation. You can look at it month by month. It just pushed so much money into the economy at a time when there wasn't a whole lot to spend it on. Don't blame and me. Prices went through the roof.
1: <laughs> Don't blame me. Mnuchin and I tailed it so it would run out. Honestly, well, in 21,
2: we, I'm yeah, saying, and we what, didn't even
1: right. we didn't even want the last tranche. Just in late but, December. We didn't want it. Uh, the boss wanted it. Pelosi wanted it. We didn't want it. Yeah. But but yeah. little did we know they were going to come back and make the Python fat. Yeah. I understand yeah, that. I was... I'm just saying, yeah. you know, that Gene Sperling and Lale Brainerd, two top economic yeah. advisors, and they're going to – here's one reason. I mean Partly I'm being mischievous here, but yeah. partly, Steve, they will be making this case on the campaign yeah. trail.
3: They will, mm-hmm. and and uh, the problem is almost every economic statistic you want to look at, because uh, I'm doing this for for President Trump, and I've shown you some of these charts, Larry. Mm-hmm. Uh, virtually every single statistic, when you adjust for inflation, whether it's you know black economic progress, whether it's the stock market, mm-hmm. whether it's gas prices, whether it's mortgages, um, it's, you're going to be hard pressed to find a single statistic where uh trump's record in his first three years of office was far superior to the record that joe biden uh has had i want to mention one other quick thing i absolutely love this new video from elon musk and he makes a very important point he said did you see it larry he said we shouldn't tax yes. billionaires." yes and I he know. makes this really I love, important point he, I love he that. said i can spend 100 million dollars a lot better than the government can. I could create yep. a lot more jobs with that money. I thought it was a great point, and I, lo- I love that. Everyone should, should you that the government doesn't create jobs. It's people like Elon Musk and Donald Trump that create jobs. Yeah,
1: but the hotline shows that the wealthy pay all the taxes.
3: <laughs> That's yeah. right.
1: The wealthy paid more taxes, not less, after the Trump tax cuts. Yep. That's with Terry.
2: I, I'm worried. I, I, we're going back to the election uh, manipulation by the Democrats. Mm-hmm. I think I, I was sort of thinking, OK, well, you know, this is um, helps Trump's fundraising and we're going to kind of have all these appeals and stuff. But now we have six week trial beginning march 25th Mm. where trump has to be in the courtroom every single day for six weeks how is that not election interference how can anyone possibly look at that and think that that is a reasonable thing that they're requiring him to do
1: well i agree with you um he'll figure out a way to do it at night as he said he's got his plane and they'll they've got they have a good operation but i just want to come back uh steve moore's thing prior to the trump tax cut yeah The richest 1% paid about 40% of the income taxes, which is itself a huge number.
3: A lot, yeah.
1: Uh, You know, before the Reagan tax cuts, they paid about 20. Now they pay more than 45. So they're gaining on half. They're gaining on half. Uh, Mm. I mean, now, the Democrats, this is the irony, Steve Moore. (laughs) Democrats have become the party of the rich. The rich and the elite and the, yeah. the well-schooled and the well-pedigreed. It's the Republicans that um, have the middle-class working folks party. So you've got role reversals here. I'm not sure I understand all this or how it's going to play out. I don't know. I, they're going to have to make the case. Look, Steve, I, I think it's great, you know, the, the data points you're doing. But we've got finally uh, – POTUS is talking about the affordability crisis, right? Prices are up 20%. Wages are only up 15%. I yeah. think that is still the most it important is. dynamic. You know what I mean? It's, it's not about GDP. It's not even to some extent about the CPI. It's about affordability. Yeah. And he, he's using that on the campaign trail, finally. We got, yep. I have a mole in the campaign, Vince Haley. He's a terrific, fabulous speechwriter. Yep. Anyway, kids, thank you. Appreciate it. Liz Peak, as always, Steve Moore, has more money coming up right after this on a lot of these same stations. Good visit today. I'm Kudlow. We'll be back next weekend, folks. Take care.
0: Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.